0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day.
1: Welcome into the Locked On Auburn Podcast. I am Michael Pappas, Zach Blackerby joining me from his home. We are practicing social distancing while Zach gets over the emotional trauma of Tom Brady leaving the Patriots, but that does not mean we are at a shortage of news today. Zach, we got a lot to talk about.
2: Yeah, man, we tweeted about this yesterday from the Locked On Auburn Twitter page at Locked On Auburn. Search it, follow it, love it. But yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, "I don't know." What we're going to talk about. There's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I disagree. I think we had a loaded show with content yesterday, and I think we're going to have a loaded show today, my friend.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, this is going to be. This is a big one. This is a big one.
2: I think so. I think so. Let's start off with little hoops. Because you know what today was supposed to be, right?
1: Today was supposed to be the opening of the NCAA tournament. Thanks for the right. reminder.
2: Right. So uh, apologies on that. But uh, actually, we were supposed to talk to Chandler Cox today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been mess- I have been messaged him yesterday like, uh, we're going to rain check till next week. Um, it's because I'm not there. But uh, looking at hoops, there was, um, John Rothstein, he put out his 45 for, uh, the top 45 for 2020 through 2021. So next season, the way too early edition and Auburn Twitter kind of got, uh, I don't know. They were kind of throwing a, throwing a little tizzy because Auburn was not in the top 45. This honestly surprised me, but based on our text this morning, Michael, it doesn't surprise you a whole lot.
1: I... It it did surprise me at first. I looked through and I read it, and 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 then I kind of sat back and was like, "Well, it's not that surprising." Auburn is losing all five starters. Mm-hmm. Well, I I guess they're losing four starter. Well, yeah, they're losing all five starters, and yeah, they're losing five, right? and they're losing their sixth man in, um, Anfernee Macklemore. They're losing, uh, their sixth biggest minute guys, I guess you would say. Um, Yes, they're bringing in Sharif Cooper. Yes, they have a bunch of talented freshmen from this season. That'll be sophomores next season. Um, I think this all changes when Jalen Green announces his decision, and it is Auburn. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think so. Even without Jalen Green, like you're telling me Auburn's not a top 45 team next year? I just, I'm not buying that. I mean, the whole thing that Bruce Pearl's been preaching the last two seasons has been, hey, it's cool that Auburn's in the top 20 in the AP poll or the coaches poll or whatever, seating for the NCAA tournament. But the thing, he's like, I I want Auburn to be a top 20 basketball program, not just a team right now. And I think over the last three years, they've kind of solidified that. And I think this is, um, I don't know, I think this list kind of downplays what Bruce Pearl's done over the last few years as far as changing the culture. Yeah, a lot of turnover, but – you see the pieces that are coming in, and uh, I, I'm surprised by it. And Rothstein's been pretty high on Bruce Pearl teams, been pretty high on Auburn over the, you know, Auburn's run over the mm-hmm. last few years. So that's kind of another reason why I'm a little surprised by it. I mean, you talk about the top 45 teams in college basketball. When you put the top 45 teams in the tournament and then you put in uh, several of the automatic bids for whoever wins you know, a lot of these mid-major tournaments – that's pretty much all the relevant teams in the NCAA tournament. And I think we all agree that Auburn should make the tournament next year. So that, um, I don't know, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I I think Auburn should be on there.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything that you've said. I just, you know, the the recruiting class is not full yet. So that, I guess, I don't agree with him not putting Auburn in there, but I, I kind of understand it. Just from the sense of like, you don't really know. Because, yes, if Auburn gets Jalen Green, you know, they're definitely in that list. If Auburn adds another big man, they're probably definitely on that list. But if the worst happens and the recruiting class is finished and Auburn doesn't get anyone else, you know, there are some very big question marks going into next season. And so, I guess. What would that it's, biggest
2: question mark be? Let's say, worst case, nobody else commits to Auburn. So, pretty much, they're. Their main guys are um, are Sharif Cooper and you know we talked about Chris Moore yesterday winning Arkansas mm-hmm. Player of the Year. Let's assume those are the big two guys coming in, and um, I think they've got a guard coming in also that, that they that they beat Kentucky for. But let's, let's let's not even include him. What what what's the biggest question for Auburn going into 2020 from your perspective?
1: Uh, I mean experience at, at the five. For starters, okay. I mean, you've got yeah. stretch, and then you don't really have. I mean, you don't really have depth behind him there. Um, uh, I would say your starting shooting guard. You don't know who that is. Uh, I but guess you are telling me,
2: even with all of that, though, there is not forty five teams better than Auburn next year.
1: No, I don't think that there is. I don't agree with yeah. them not being on the list. I am just saying i can I can see why, I can see how he can think that they're not. I guess. Yeah. I don't agree with you.
2: Michael, I must have been annoying my wife because she came in and closed the door to the room. So there's that. (laughs) Um, Pivoting a little bit here, Auburn, uh, they officially finished 20th in the final AP poll. And the only other SEC team in the top 25 was Kentucky. You and I talked about the state of SEC basketball early on. Uh, You were higher on it this year than I was. Has your opinion changed at all on that? Because I think the SEC was... All in all, not as good of a basketball conference as it was two years ago.
1: Yeah, it was down. It, it was definitely down. Um, you know, uh, I believe I said that I thought there were going to be seven teams from the SEC that made the tournament. Uh, it ended up that it would have been like three or four, depending on who won who won the SEC tournament. Um, but there were seven or eight teams from the sec that were in the mix down the stretch and just couldn't get it done. I mean, starting with Alabama who, you know, we don't really know if they're going to be better next year. It's another year in, in this new system that they're playing, but I mean, you never really know. I mean, I know they've got some older guys. I think John Petty's finally a senior there. I mean, you don't really know what Kyra Lewis (laughs) is going to do um, with the draft since he had such a good year. Um, Ole Miss had a much worse season than I thought they were going to have. Yeah. And, and obviously they're losing the lead, their leading scorer in Brian Tyree. I believe Mason Jones is a senior. So uh, next year you got to think that uh, the SEC might be a little better. Um, Kentucky's going to be Kentucky, even though they might lose their entire team to the NBA draft this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be a wide-open league again next season. It doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot of coaching turnover either. Um, so it, it should be a really fun basketball season next season. I think
2: so. I think so. And I think at this point people are going to be craving it with no March mm-hmm. Madness. Hey, coming mm-hmm. up, we're going to talk a little football. There's been some new hires that have been announced, and we'll recap some of the departures from this offseason right here on Locked On Auburn. Mike, before we jump into uh, some football, I want to encourage everyone to go vote in our bracket challenge. Uh, We've been getting more and more feedback from it on Twitter. Some people liking our seating, some people not. Um, But yeah, check out, uh, it's in the the episode description, the link on how to go vote. And we've been tweeting out the bracket every day. And I'm excited to see how Auburn fans and how listeners of this podcast vote to who they think is the greatest, the GOAT in Auburn Athletics history.
1: Yeah, and you can vote more than once. I voted again yesterday for the second time. I might vote today again. Who knows? Let's get crazy. Are,
2: are all of your uh, are all of your ballots the same? Or are you kind of changing up a little bit?
1: Um, I tried to keep them the same, but a lot of these matchups are really close. So I'm like, oh, I think I want this person. And then the next time I go vote, I'm like, I don't remember mm-hmm. who I picked. Yeah. I could go either I, way. So I feel uh, that. Who knows?
2: I feel that. So, yeah, be sure to check that out on our social medias as well as in the episode description of today's show. So before we talk about who is – New uh, and Auburn's staff. Let's recap some of the departures. Marcus Woodson was the defensive backs coach. He has left for Florida State. J.B. Grimes, of course, was Auburn's offensive line coach. He has retired. Kenny Dillingham was Auburn's offensive coordinator as far as namesake goes. He has left to go to Florida State. Um, Charles Moore was the defensive backs analyst. He is at Kansas. Jonathan Rutledge, a special teams analyst. He has gone to Nebraska. Marcus Davis, front of the program. He was assistant director of player personnel. He has left for Florida state. Doug Goodwin director of high school relations has gone to Ole miss Morris Henry assistant strength and conditioning coach. He has left. And then Molly Moore. We talked about her a few, a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. She was the director of football recruiting ops. She has left now. So looking at the additions, Al Pogue is a defensive backs coach. He came from West Virginia. Jack Bicknell Jr. Was the offensive line coach. He uh, came from Ole Miss. Of course, Chad Morris, a new O.C., came from Arkansas. Ross Newton, director of high school relations. He comes from Sanford. There was a conversation that I had uh, about that hire with Justin Ferguson at The Athletic. Very insightful, very interesting. Will Bryant, offensive analyst. He came from Arkansas. He's kind of followed Chad Morris around in his last few stops. Now, uh, these are kind of interesting to me. Andrew Williams. Assistant strength and conditioning coach, he comes from South Carolina State, um, former player, which is cool. Josh Holsey, another former player, he is now a defensive graduate assistant. I think he had a stint with the Redskins for a few years, so he is back on campus. Gary Walker Jr., defensive grad assistant, You know, a walk-on guy, had a really good relationship with, um, with Rodney Garner, and it's clear that they appreciate what he brought to the table, so he is now a defensive grad assistant. Austin Penny, he is director of content strategy. I don't know what that means. Brandon Fisher, defensive analyst.
1: Director of content strategy. That sounds like someone we would hire. (laughs) You're
2: right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should call Austin Penny. I don't know. Uh, Brandon Fisher, defensive analyst. Ben Larson, special teams analyst. Mason Martin, offensive analyst. Savannah Sutton, assistant coordinator of on-campus recruiting. And as far as title changes go, Beth Burkett, and Natasha Sanders, they are now directors of on-campus recruiting. Do you have any thoughts or takeaways on either of those lists,
1: Michael? Uh, that was a whole bunch of names. Sure, Auburn. I think the most
2: interesting ones are the the former the former players because I think that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Auburn's going to do a lot of analysis. It seems like um, they're bringing in a lot <laughs> sure. of analysts. Right. Um, I want to say that one of the days that i was filling in for dan peck on the drive with bill cameron on espn 1067 he said that he was hearing that al pogue was going to coach the buck interesting yeah he was going to be the outside linebacker's coach which at auburn is basically the buck and that's it and um which would leave you know the defensive backs to the current defensive the current safeties coach i think yeah and uh, of course whose name i can't remember right now and um and, and so he was he was i guess floating that around but i just tried to look it up and uh i don't see that anywhere so now i have no idea now i'm just confused maybe that was just a word of mouth thing that bill threw at me
2: uh i don't know i don't know yeah McGriff is able to handle it in the back end so McGriff we'll see his name. that would um make sense that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and, we'll see. We'll see I, on that. That's yeah. I'm I'm curious. You've I had not heard that or read that anywhere. Um, but yeah, the drive knows what it's talking about, so that makes sense. Um, other things regarding football. Let's talk a little Cruton. Um, four-star receiver crudin'? Christian Leary of Orlando. He plays at Edgewater. Yesterday, he named his top six and included Auburn, and he told Auburn Undercover that that, that quote is my final six. So he's listed at 5'9", 171, 44 overall recruit in Florida and uh, Auburn. It's down to Auburn, Alabama, Arizona State, Florida, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. No crystal ball projections in for Leary as of yet. But he, uh, he went, up to, uh, went up to campus and watched them up in January. He was there for his junior day, and they were pitching him to play the slot position. And he said that the offense that they run at Edgewater is very similar to the offense that they run at Auburn, and I think that's exciting. He said the the highlight of it was being in the film room with Malzon and Chad Morris. And it's also interesting because wide receivers coach, which would be his coach if he chose Auburn, Cody Burns, uh, not only is it his position coach and he's recruiting mass, but also his area recruiter. So that kind of overlaps mm-hmm. there. And so we will see. He's planning on announcing on June sixth, but um, he said the ongoing Corona thing may push it back. So we'll see, but. Yeah, his name, once again, Christian Leary of Orlando, plays at Edgewater, and he is a four-star slot receiver. And I think he uh, I think he has a path to playing time early if he chooses Auburn.
1: Zach? Yes? How much would you pay to get to sit and watch Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris watch film?
2: I'd I pay a lot. I'd pay a lot like for, they, for a lot of coaches. I mean, that would be so much fun.
1: Like, you just you sit in the back corner – and just kind of take it in. They're wearing microphones so you, like, can hear everything they say. Uh, maybe you can see everything they write down, whatever. But, you know, you don't get to talk. If you talk, like, they're going to throw you out and you're done. Okay, Because sure. they don't need you to participate. They don't want you to participate. <laughs> yeah, but
2: what if I was like, Gus, you're wrong. That's actually not what they're doing there. Yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he would love that. I'm
1: but sure you just get that. to sit there and, and, like, watch them watch film. Because I, I mean, I, I was—you said uh, about uh, Leary that his favorite part of his visit was watching film with with Gus and and Chad Morris, and I was like, uh, yeah,
2: that sounds incredible. That does sound incredible. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, Malzahn said some things to the media yesterday, as well as Butch Thompson. We will touch on that next, right here on Locked On Auburn. Before we jump into our final, uh, final topics of today, I want to encourage folks listening habits. You know, the, There's a lot of data out there in the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, higher-ups uh, have kind of sent us research. Uh, over the last few weeks, listener habits have changed. People aren't driving to the gym as much. People aren't driving to school. People aren't driving to, uh, to, to work, to the gym. I don't know. So a lot of people are listening to their smart devices At home, which makes sense. You're at home more. So I just want to encourage folks, if you have an Alexa or a a Google, a smart Google, uh, my Alexa just went off. She just got mad at me. But uh, yeah, just say, hey, play Locked on Auburn podcast and, and it'll play. It'll play the latest one for you. So highly encourage you to do that. So Gus Malzahn and Butch Thompson, they had a teleconference yesterday with media members and the gist of it essentially was, Michael, and I'm sure you've kind of seen the same thing, Not a whole lot of news, but just saying, hey, this—it's more important than football right now. They're trying mm-hmm. to take care of their kids, and they're trying to, um, you know, focus on recruiting remotely. And you know, uh, Malzahn talked about the the technology as far as being able to communicate and watch film of guys together but separate, and, and all of that. And I thought that was uh, i thought that was kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's still a ton that they could do. Um, one of the takeaways I took uh, from it was that, you know, they have not sent the guys home with any kind of workout plan or anything. Um, They were saying they don't want the guys traveling to local gyms or to, to, to local high schools to work out. Um, They want these guys to be at home. Uh, I have to imagine they are just dumping film um, film on these guys to watch. Uh, Yeah. I I know for, 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 I mean, most of them have classes. All of them have classes uh, for, through the university still. And I know they use, uh, they're using a computer program or a computer software through, uh, through the university to do those classes. I would imagine they're probably doing something similar uh, with film study for, um, for football. That yeah. seems smart. That seems like something I would do. I mean, my biggest takeaway from what Gus was saying was that his wife has not gone crazy with him being home all the time. I am <laughs> shocked by that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've been with mine for two days, and I think we're both just kind of like, okay, when are you going back to work? I'm like, I'm going back to work tomorrow, honey. I'm sorry, I'm going back to work tomorrow. But.
1: Especially <laughs> when you know these college football coaches work eighteen hour days, so like or sixteen yeah. hour days, and then come home and go to sleep. So it's like his his poor wife is going from seeing him for maybe an hour to a day to <laughs> you're always here
2: yeah no that's funny no um but yeah you're right you're right so that's kind of the gist of what i got out of it and then butch thompson said kind of similar stuff uh in regards to um it, it's bigger than than the sport mm-hmm. but he talked about from the angle of like hey it just it just got snatched up from us so quick and, you know everybody's kind of still in shock and he said he wasn't quite ready to say goodbye to, to all the seniors quite yet. It didn't seem like that was uh, exactly the time. I don't know if he was kind of insinuating that the NCAA may give them more eligibility or just not emotionally at that point yet. I couldn't really tell. But, um, yeah, still just a,
1: I the a NCAA, terrible
2: situation for all of it.
1: I thought the NCAA has announced that they are going to give the spring players an extra year.
2: Is that official?
1: Uh, I thought it was because they. I, I know they said that they're not giving one to the winter athletes, and
2: I, I don't think they should. I mean, they play most of their season; they just missed their postseason, which is a bummer. But
1: yeah, um, I thought <laughs> that they said that they were for the spring athletes, or maybe they were still working on it or something. Uh, yeah, but Butch says that he. Has I mean, not... if you do
2: that, you just have to. You just have to come up with so many. You got to answer a lot of questions. You got to like, what do you do with scholarships? Yep. What do you roster do with, sizes? Do you... I think you also, this is a question that's not being asked a lot, but if you give seniors an extra year, do you have to give juniors and sophomores and freshmen an extra year as well? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think you would have to, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know the answer to that. And I'm glad I'm not the one making that decision. I would definitely err in the side of giving kids more years to play, but I mean, just from a scholarship standpoint, it's not going to be even across the board. Like, can you do that? I don't think yeah. you can, right? Uh... And. Or do you just play like, hey? If you're the NCA, you just play the card of like, hey, this will probably never happen again. Get over it. And like, will most people be okay with that? Probably. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Once again, I'm glad I'm not the one making that decision. Michael, we talked a little bit about Cam Newton yesterday. Gus Malzahn yesterday said um, that he still thinks that Cam has some good years left in him. You agree?
1: I do. Didn't uh, didn't Gus say that Cam was the best, one of the best football players ever, or the best football player ever? Well, of course he's going to say that. Right? I mean, still, that's, that's, it, it wasn't the best player I've ever coached. It was like, he said like, he's the best player ever. Like That's a lot.
2: I mean, he came in, played big-time college football for one year and did pretty much everything you possibly could. It's hard to argue it.
1: Yep. Yeah, you're right. And, and some other dominoes falling yesterday with the Bears trading for, uh, for Nick Foles. So right. it looks like Cam will not be a bear. Um,
2: yeah, and it sounded like Chicago and New England were the biggest two potential trade partners for the Panthers, but they're gonna have to change up the cap space situation. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean
1: The Chargers I, I feel like have to be a team to look out for now. They've made some moves they, to they
2: they put out a statement saying that they're riding with um with their guy. Uh, so with, uh Tyrod Taylor, yeah.
1: Hey so, man, didn't you watch I, didn't you watch Hard Knocks? It's Rod. Is it really? Yeah, it's Torod right. Taylor. My bad. We've all because when i saying his name wrong for years. No, when that happened, everyone was like, "Wait, everyone has been saying his name wrong for a decade <laughs> since he was at Virginia <laughs> Tech." <laughs> yeah, Torod, wild. Um. Interesting. Uh, that yeah. So I don't know. I mean, spots for Cam landing spots for Cam are uh, are, are dwindling by the day. But in other Auburn football quarterback related news, um, there have been odds released, or there have been odds released for a long time about who the Patriots' starting quarterback is going to be this season. And right now, Jarrett Stidham is the overwhelming favorite. It appears as though it is Jarrett Stidham's job to lose.
2: Uh, it certainly seems like that. I mean, they've got 7-mil in cap space, and that's not counting their two signings that they've had so far this offseason. Bo Allen and some receiver that I've never heard of, which is a very Patriots thing to do. It's going to be awesome when they cut him three weeks into training camp. But that's um, <laughs> so it's going to drop below 7-mil. So um, these quarterbacks at start, I mean, you're not going to pay those guys less than 7-mil. So it certainly seems like it is Stidham's job to lose. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... That'll be exciting. Ready to get your number four Patriot jerseys, uh, order them them ASAP. They're going to be flying off the shelves like hotcakes. I'm fired up for it. Michael, thank you for uh, for holding things down from the studio, my friend. Were you about to say something else?
1: Yeah, I got to ask you. It's the question I think is on probably just my mind. (laughs) Are you going to stick with being a Patriots fan? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Are you going with Tom Brady and being a Tom Brady fan?
2: I hope Tom does well. He has brought me many, uh, many years of happiness. But, no, I'm a, I'm a Pats fan. Okay. I'm a Pats fan, and I hope we get a chance to beat him in the Super Bowl. So that would be, be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much uh, for holding things down in the studio, Michael. I'll yeah. be back at the office tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at zblackerby and follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAubert.
1: Hey, you can follow me on Twitter at Potato. Everybody be sure to go vote. We'll talk to you tomorrow.